ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स आई एम गोइंग टू रीड द Seventeenth stanza or sloka of the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. He alone, the unchangeable spirit, pervades all, and is imperishable. Nothing can destroy his eternal reality. Now, if the unchangeable spirit is pervading everything, this sort of raises a bit of a a a, a point. If he's pervading something, he and is that how is he pervading it? In other words, he is not only pervading matter; he is matter. He's the underlying reality. This is partly, I suppose, the trouble with translation, because you can't uh, you can't pervade um, that which you're trying to pervade if you are that already. The reality is that God is everything. He is hidden, however, just as smoke hides a fire. He is hidden behind reality. Things that seem to be um, even psychological realities to you, He knows, and you've got to have this understanding in yourself, because there's so many delusions. And to bring it down to a practical level, we have to think in these terms. What about our realities as opposed to cosmic reality? There's so many things that people think that are not valid. We think that we are doing the right thing, and it turns out that it's the greatest cause of our suffering. We go through suffering, and we understand at the end that it was because we were not thinking right. When your thoughts are right, then nothing can touch you. I found this in my life because I've had a lot of difficulties, as we all all do. I'm not complaining or lamenting anything, but it's just a part of the life of the excitement of life. Life would be pretty boring if it didn't have such things. But the point is that we need to understand that uh, any time, I mean, happiness is a delusion, unhappiness is a delusion, but happiness is a better delusion because, first of all, it's what we want. And the reason we want it is that it's a manifestation of Satchidananda, ever existing, ever conscious, ever new bliss. And so happiness is what we can know on an emotional level of that bliss. So we have to seek that level of reality that will take us closer to that bliss. Therefore, in your life, always think in terms of what is a useful attitude to have. I remember many years ago, I was quite young, and new on the path, and I fell into an intense mood, and I tried to get rid of this mood by reasoning my way out of it, and all the reason I used just served to make me realize all the more how right I was to be moody and how rotten this world is and how badly treat people were treating me and so on and so on. I finally reached the point where I. He said, "Do you like thinking like this?" And I said, "No, I don't." He said, "Well, I said then let's have a useful attitude. What can we do about it?" And I sat down in meditation and put my mind very firmly at the point between the eyebrows. 
raising my consciousness to that level. You know, five minutes is all it took. And as soon as I had a changed attitude because my level of consciousness had changed, then suddenly I saw things completely differently. We must understand that our realities, our personal realities, depend a great deal on our level of consciousness. Reality itself depends on a level of consciousness. And if there is anything that you don't like in the way people are treating you, talking to you, behaving toward you, or in the way you see the world, or in the way you feel in yourself, if you're unhappy at the way things are going, always this means that, you're, that your consciousness has come down. Unhappiness belongs to the lower chakras in the spine. Unhappiness is a part of uh, our animal nature, you might say. And if we can raise our nature, suddenly everything looks different. It's like putting on different colored glasses, except all those colors prevent things from being seen clearly, whereas what you're doing is removing these sheaths of consciousness from your mind. When you are in a dark state of mind, there is a dark sheath over your consciousness. When you're in a light state, well, the darkened state would say that too is a sheath, but it's not. It's the, the removal of that sheath makes you feel happier. The removal of any cause for attachment, desire, um, confinement in little, littleness, you might say, confinement to the ego, all of these things result in unhappiness. And the more you can get rid of this thought that I am a separate being from other people, I am just living in my little body, my own realities are the only realities that exist. The more you can get rid of that thought, the more you find that your mind becomes clear. The, the, the proof of that this is not just another delusion is that you understand other people's realities better. You can think more clearly. You can uh, solve your problems more easily. It's a very important thing to understand that the more you can clear the fogs from your own brain, the more easily you can learn. You can get into other people's realities that way. It's a good way to learn a language. I found that in learning languages, and I speak quite a few, that it's important, first of all, to not think that you have to think the way you think now. This is why it's very good for children to be raised speaking more than one language. To learn to think in new ways is to make your mind flexible so that it can think in the ways other people think too. But with a language, I always, first of all, try to convince myself that I belong in that country and that it's my own language that I'm speaking. And it comes to me much more easily that way. I remember I spent, in, when I was 19, a summer in Mexico. When I first crossed the border, it was a, um, somewhere on the way down to Monterrey, there was a uh, restaurant. I was very thirsty, so I wanted to get a glass of water. And I rehearsed in my mind how to ask for this glass of water with the right accent and everything. And I went in and asked for it. And this American woman looked at me. She said, oh, are you Mexican? Because I didn't look it. Well, you know, I, I found that in doing that, that I was able to get uh, very quickly familiar with Spanish to the point where I could speak in it easily on any subject. And uh, um, I have found that again and again, if I think that I 
am not an American, but universal and a member of that country too, and you are, because I live in so many countries now. I live in India, I live in Italy, I live in America. Many times I find I have to stop and think, well, where am I? Or if I'm thinking of my uh, bedroom, where is it in the relation to the living room? Because it's different in each house. But it's sort of hard to know where I really am. Well, we need to get some of that attitude, not so much that it, we get confused by it. But we need to have that flexibility so that we can quickly adapt to new realities. When we can do that, then we can tune in to anything that we need to do and do a good job of it. As Master said to a painter once who had done a painting of Lahiri Moshe, and he said, how long has it taken you to paint and the man to learn to paint? And he said, well, it took me 20 years. Master said, you mean it took you 20 years to convince yourself you could paint? And the man thought he was just being insulted. And uh, he said, I'd like to see you learn now in twice that length of time. Master said, give me a week. And in a week, he had actually completed a painting that was better than that man's. Well, you can do so many things when you have a flexible mind. Therefore, I say that this teaching of the Gita, in talking of reality and unreality and so on, it's helping you to understand subtle realities that will put you in tune with who you really, really are. Joy to you.